Welcome to another episode of my weekly audio journal. This week was a big one for me, to say the least. And because of that, I'm going to change the order of this podcast up a little bit so I can get into this right away because this has been something that has been weighing on me, not only my heart, but most certainly my mind for well over a month now. And I was just waiting for it all to work its way out and it finally did. So I feel like I can finally discuss it here. And it's most certainly something I wanna do because this is where I share everything at including the turmoil in my life. And uh, to share this story with you, I need to go back all the way to the middle of February, February 15th to be exact. I remember that day quite well because it was the day after we got back from our Hawaii trip. You may have seen a few videos on that. And speaking of videos on that, February 15th happened to be the day that I went to upload the very first video of that trip. I had worked really hard that morning, the day after getting back to edit that up and to share with you all the fun stuff we did. And as I was uploading it to YouTube, I noticed that there was a page missing, a page that uh, discusses the monetization of said videos. And I'm like, wow, that's really weird. Why Why is that happening? So I, I left that and I noticed that I had a message on my creator dashboard there that uh, was a little alarming. It said that my channel had been demonetized for heavily commercial or promotional content on made for kids videos. And I was like, what? Obviously my heart sank. I was like, you know, it's basically like being told you just been fired from your job. So I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I looked and of course, all of my videos, there's no longer any monetization on anything that I've done. And this is well over a decade of my work, a decade of my career completely up in smoke. So I'm just like, you know, freaking out. But then I look at the message and I'm like, okay, what, what do we, what can we do here? And it said, you have the opportunity to reapply in 30 days upon like changing your channel and fixing it or what have you, or you can appeal this decision right now. And I was like, yeah, of course I want to appeal this because this obviously is a mistake. I don't have any heavily commercial or promotional content on my channel as far as I know, especially on made for kids videos. Uh, so I sent the appeal and within about three hours, they sent it back to me and, and declined the appeal. So there I was. My com channel completely demonetized. And just to put this in perspective, if we're going to talk financials here, Greg's World makes up about 90% of my income. You know, I have Brickitect as well in my gaming channel, which is just something I kind of do for fun. Obviously, this channel is just for fun too. This channel makes about $25 a month, to put it in perspective. Uh, but Greg's World is by, by far where the vast majority of our income comes from. All of the things that we've done and the things we get to do and enjoy, the fact that I can be home... All of this stems from the work that I put into Greg's world and the fact that the algorithm has uh, has blessed us until February 15th, 2023, when the algorithm or maybe uh, an artificial intelligent bot or maybe a human, who knows, decided that our channel was heavily commercial or promotional in content. So I was like, okay, um, shoot, what are we going to do here? I messaged YouTube or the person that like was I was corresponding with regarding this appeal. And I said, can you give me any direction on what I need to change? Because I'm not entirely sure. I make videos with my kid. Of course, we have a lot of videos that are like featuring uh, like Thomas, because uh, it was another thing where it said like showing brands or promoting brands. And I'm like, we don't really do that. But then I started thinking about the few times that companies have sent us things. And I was like, oh, shoot. I wonder if something like that got us in trouble. Also, the videos where Clark and I go shopping, even though we're not like promoting the the consumption, the, the, the rapid consumption of goods or promoting products in general, like just us being at a store on a, on a video that's supposedly, according to YouTube, made for kids, which none of my videos, in my opinion, are made for anyone in particular. But because I have Clark Man 
in my videos with me, being that he's a kid in my videos. Like I could be sitting here talking about whatever, but like as soon as you introduce a kid in the video, all of a sudden it's made for kids. And it's like, okay, fine. YouTube's house, YouTube's rules. I play by your rules. I'll mark it as made for kids. But I didn't realize we were doing anything like uh, devastating or, or illegal or uh, against their policies when we go shopping at Walmart, for example, and we'd buy a Thomas toy back when Clark was into that. Like that seemed pretty harmless to me. I'm not like, we're not filling a cart up with like thousands of toys. We're not telling kids to go out and buy toys. We're not promoting anything. It's just us experiencing life. But I can understand if you don't like fully look at our channel or look into it, maybe you just look at a thumbnail, which is most likely what happened or a title, for example, that could lead someone to make the the very quick assumption that this is just promoting like the, the consumerism essentially, which isn't necessarily what I want. I don't want my channel to be something like that because, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of like, in fact, my Lego channel is like the anti-consumer channel right now where I'm trying to teach people or encourage people to, to enjoy what they have. And if anybody knows us, like you obviously as a viewer of this would probably disagree with their decision on this, but again, their house, their rules. So I'm sitting there with my entire channel demonetized, essentially like fired from YouTube, even though like, thank God they did not like delete my videos or my channel because I don't know what I would have done then. This channel isn't just a place for me to make money. This is my, my journal. This is my, like, like that's what this is. Like it's me documenting all aspects of my life for 12 years now going on 12 years i've documented everything and anything that i've done in my life and we've gone through various chapters of that which is really cool and it's amazing you could sit down and you could watch like my most of my life and all of clark's life like move in front of your eyes as you go through all these videos and i think that's cool like had they deleted that and like what i consider to be my life's work i would have been so very depressed i, I don't even know if i would have made it out of it but that didn't happen it was just like a 30-day thing where they're like okay you're shut down. Like it wasn't even a thing. And this is what frustrates me. It wasn't like, Hey, we noticed this video, uh, doesn't fall in line with our guidelines. We're just going to like either demonetize that video or delete that video for all, all that matters. Like that would have been okay. But it's like the whole channel I've got 2,400 videos and very few of these would, would fall into the category of promoting excessive consumerism or commercial or promotional content. In my opinion, like even if you're, you're grasping at straws where we're showing us playing with like slot cars on the floor, like, okay, are we promoting these slot cars? Are we just having fun with them? Like it's, it's tough to say, right? But it's like, okay. I'm going to have to figure this out because they didn't give me any kind of guidance or anything. They didn't say it's, well, it's this video or this video or these 20 videos or anything. I just had to figure it out. In my opinion, it's sort of like you walk into your job one day that you've been working at for 12 years and they're like, Hey, we got to let you go because of something you did. And you're like, what did I do? And they're like, well, we, we can't really say, but here's the deal. If you fix that thing that you did, we'll allow you to come back in 30 days. And you're like, okay. Uh, could you, could you help me out any more than that? And they're like, no, sorry. So what I did is I, obviously I lost sleep over this, over that, the first week or so, uh, I wasn't eating very well, like, uh, or at all. I was just like stressed more than you can imagine. Like you can probably put yourself into my shoes and think about like, this is the thing you you've dedicated your life to. This isn't just my job. This is my passion. This is my purpose. And to think like, it's all kind of been taken away from me. And I've always like knew that a day like this could potentially come. 
I didn't think it'd be because I violated some type of policy or anything. I thought, okay, eventually like we'll fall out of fashion. People won't really be into us anymore. Or maybe people move on and like things will dwindle down and eventually it'll just kind of go away. And it's like, okay, that's fine. You know, we had a nice run. We had a great time. We got to have some experiences. We got to go to Hawaii. Like I would say life is complete. That being said, like once you're into it, you're like, well, I, I still want to do this. You know what I mean? Like I, I still want this for my life. And, um, I was like, I gotta do, I gotta do what they say. So I went through all my videos and I started like looking at ones that could be viewed as like overly commercial or promotional or whatever. So I got rid, or I, at least I started by privating the videos and that's not enough. You can't just private them. I looked into this. You have to actually delete the videos cause you could private them, I guess. And then they re-monetize you. It's like success. And then you're like, aha, I'm putting all my videos back on, tricked you. You have to delete them. So I went through. And I private a whole bunch of videos that I thought could uh, could be a problem, including some very high profile videos that were really like pushing our channel along and was, were doing favorably in the algorithm, specifically ones that I think they're probably having issues with, like Clark and I going to the store and shopping, which I was not making those videos with uh, the intention of making other little kids go out and shop or wanting them to. It literally is just us sharing what we're up to. And that's what like my entire channel is. That might be being at home. That might be outside at the chicken coop. It might be shopping for Hot Wheels toys. Like it's, who's to say? But the interesting thing is like, and this is where I have an issue with it. I know I'm getting a little off, but this is, this is a problem for me. Had I gone to that store by myself and shot the same exact video of me shopping and doing all these things, no problem at all. But when Clark gets introduced into it, all of a sudden it's a made for kids video because Clark is there with me. Even though me as a grown ass dude could have been shopping all over the toy aisle and been like, oh, you got to buy this toy. These are amazing. It wouldn't have been a problem because it's only on made for kids content, which is an issue because Clark watches all this garbage content on YouTube, in my opinion, garbage of all these people playing video games, doing all this stuff where they're like, hey, if you buy my merch, I'll be your best friend. And they're promoting all this crap and doing just like all this nonsense. It's like. How is my stuff the one to get demonetized and not that? And it's because they they skirt the system because they're an adult doing something that's tailored to kids. They get they get a pass. Again, I'm not bitter about it. It's YouTube's house, YouTube's rules. I have to play by those. So I went through and I found, I think it was close to 50 videos that I thought could be like in violation or possibly in violation. So right before the day came, which I had to wait until March 17th. I still remember that day too, because that was the 30 day point. I clicked the delete button on almost 50 videos off of our channel. And I think in total, it was about 40 million views just completely evaporated. And these little pieces, I mean, not, not a chapter of our life or, or anything that would even make a dent. I wouldn't think, cause again, I have like 2,400 videos. I deleted like 45 or 50 of those videos up in smoke, just gone. You'll never be able to see us go shopping for Thomas toys or Hot Wheels or whatever, at least in a made for kids video again. I could go now. I know like strategies now that I could probably get away with it. Like maybe if I focus the camera more on me and less on Clark and that kind of stuff, you can definitely get, we could do it. That's that's not to say I necessarily want to do that though. Cause that again, that's not the path that I'm, that I'm going down or that I want to be known for or anything like that. So I deleted them all. And then on March 17th, first thing I, I submitted it and then I was like, okay, let's wait. And they said it could take up to 30 days for their decision to get made. And I was reading online. I'm like, does it really take that long? Cause I don't know if I can handle this for another 30 days of just sitting here and wondering as the, there's just a flat line on the revenue from the channel all the way across the board, like nothing. <laughs> and, um, uh, 
about three days later, which is what I was reading about about online. And they were saying about three days is what it typically takes for them to review it. I get notification when, right, right when we're done at the gym, we're about ready to go grocery shopping. I look at my phone and they're like, congratulations, welcome to the YouTube partner program. And I'm just like, and uh, I was so thankful to be back on and uh, to see like the next day, I saw a little bit of, just a little pinch of money come in. And I'm like, oh God, this still still isn't right. This is a problem. And the next day it kind of went back up to, up to normal. So I got through that. It was a very stressful experience. The worst part of it, in my opinion, was the fact that there was no one to communicate with at YouTube. I couldn't like get guidance from the, the team or whoever reviewed it, assuming that it was even a human. And I just had to like guess and to, like to not know, like I wish I could have like, okay, you've been, you have to do this 30 day timeout essentially. I wish I could have just like fixed it and then submitted it back in just so I knew, but I was just left there wandering for 30 days, 33 days or whatever. Like, hey, is, am I going to be able to continue doing what I love to do for a living? Is this a possibility? Um, but this has, like, and luckily it resolved itself, but it has taught me a very valuable lesson. And it's that I really can't afford to put all my eggs in one basket here on YouTube. Like, this is everything. This is everything for me. You don't see me. I'm not like those other people. I'm not out there selling you merch. I'm not trying to, like, promote anything. I don't have affiliate codes other than, like, an Amazon one that doesn't get used at all. Like, I just make videos and I share them with the world. And I'm, I'm happy in doing that. And I'm trying to bring positivity to others. And that's all I'm trying to do. Maybe that doesn't come through when somebody or a bot just manually looks at the thumbnails and titles of video, and that that's understandable. I also learned, and Cody learned, like we're doing this thing this year where she's taking a sabbatical, and I I have more often than not, like many times, like really tried pitching her on, like let's just do this YouTube thing, let's just pull Clark out of school, let's do homeschooling, and let's just go travel and have an amazing time in the next ten years together without you being a teacher because her teaching, like obviously that takes up nine months out of the year. What if we just didn't do that and we did YouTube and we did all this awesome stuff and made great content for people and grow this into something even bigger than what it already is, which is which is pretty awesome. Like if right now it's cool, but like think of what we could do without that that thing holding us back. And like she's never really bit on to that, but this was like the nail in the coffin of me living that dream where we could just go do amazing stuff pretty much all year round, living off of the YouTube revenue stream, because you can see just how, just like that, it's gone. So if I had convinced her to do that, to quit her job, she's on a sabbatical this year and going back next year, you know, just so we have this time, the things we've got to do this year have been incredible. What if I would have convinced her to do that and then it then it disappeared? What would we have done? I mean, obviously she's, she's still employable. She'd go back to school as a teacher. I'm still employable. I I'm, I'm guarantee you if I walked into a job interview for any finance company or whatever, they would hire me because like getting qualified people in general is difficult. Getting people that communicate, people that show up, people that feel confident or competent and confident is hard to do because I know this because we've interviewed people at my old job and that was almost impossible. So if somebody like me walked in, it'd be fine. But for me, like ultimately that would be like the death of my dream. And I don't know if there's a pain that's more, that's more forceful than giving up on your life's passion, which I, I hope to never have to do. That's enough of that. That probably went on longer than what I anticipated. But again, that's uh, it was a big thing for me for like the last five weeks. And it killed me to not be able to talk about it here because I didn't want to I didn't want to be reactionary. Like the first week I could have like just went off and I probably would have said everything I said here and probably with a lot more complaining. Um, but 
I think it was better to kind of let it roll its way out. And after a while, like after I'd say like a week or two, it wasn't consuming every thought in my mind with like worry and stress. It was kind of just like, okay, like I'm adapting to this. This is where we're at and I'm going to do what I need to do to get this resolved. And thankfully it's been, been resolved at least for now, (laughs) but uh, I'm not like, I'm not taking it for granted anymore. This is, this is something that's a gift and a gift can be, even though it's given to you, a gift can be taken away just like that. And that's, that's the conclusion that I came to. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other things that I want to say. I didn't really script this at all outside of the heavily commercial promotional content I made for kids videos. I just wanted to tell you off, off the cuff, how, what happened, how it made me feel, what it, uh, how I related to it and how I was able to resolve it. And it's a bummer that this, this happened the way that it did. But again, I, I accept blame because I'm sure there might be people that are like, well, Greg, you, you were guilty. And I, I agree. Like there are videos that like we got a monster truck from Mattel. That was amazing. I didn't realize I was violating policies. I never told anyone to go buy Mattel products. I never said that we were never paid for these things. It was free products. I got rid of all the try treat boxes. I was like, you know, we weren't paid to make these, but could it be viewed as like promotional? I don't know. I got rid of our Pokemon unboxing that we just did because it was like a very recent video. I'm like, was that the one that triggered it? Was it was it us like opening a box of Pokemon cards? Is that promotional? I got rid of any Marvel thing that we've gotten or from Hasbro, everything, all of it's gone. And it's like, I wasn't causing any harm to anyone, but maybe I was, and I just didn't realize it. Moving on. Let's talk about weight loss. Another successful week. This is where we usually start the podcast out another successful week of losing weight. And I'm happy to announce in other good news that I'm no longer 170 some pound man. I'm now down to 169.4. It's not much. I'm down 0.6 pounds from last week, but I'm now in the 160s and I don't plan to get above 170 again. I, my lowest this week though, I weigh in every day. And on Friday, I announced the results to you. That way I can keep track of my weeks. Uh, But my lowest this week, I think was Wednesday. I was 168.6. And that was awesome. Because the day before I was 169.8. And I'm like, yeah, baby. So now we're in the 160s, cranking our way down. My goal is 159.9. So we're within 10 pounds of my goal. I've now lost 18 pounds this year. And that includes the time we went to Hawaii, went crazy before I came back and my life got destroyed temporarily. Gosh, that honestly, I know we keep kind of going back to this, but that Hawaii trip really like symbolized to me, like the greatest of times, you know, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. That was just like an amazing experience with my family and the most magical place you could ever visit. And I'm so thankful. This is what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that I didn't get that email while we're on our trip. That would have ruined everything for me. Like if I would have gotten that message from YouTube that your channel was demonetized while you're taking the most expensive trip of your life that you've been saving for. And you're like, why did I spend that money on a trip when I could have lived off of that now for the next year? Holy smokes. I'm glad it's resolved. It was a stressful month, uh, but we're, we're back. We're back. I, I don't think we'll ever stop talking about this, to be honest. Let's talk about uh, something else that, oh, it was another obligation. This freaking sofa here. Uh, we have this setup down here where it's like movie theater screen here. We have a projector up there above my uh, my hand. And we've been kind of getting into watching movies down here. But I had a very small, uncomfortable love seat sofa that kind of works for two people. But now that Clark's getting bigger, not so good anymore. So Cody and I months ago went to before uh the the bad times hit we went to the furniture store and we found this the sofa that we really liked it's like a it's actually sitting right here it's a it's a black leather 
actual sofa couch, whatever you want to call it, with two recliners in each end that leans back and has like head support. So perfect for watching movies and shows. And um, it was back ordered for like months. They said it'd be like 12 to 14 weeks or something to get. It. I'm like, okay, no problem. I, we put like a, a small down payment on it. And then when you know it, during this, this turmoil and stuff, to be expected, they call and they're like, hey, we have your couch. And I'm like, oh, great. So I had to pay for the rest of that <laughs> during during the bad times. And uh, we have it down here now and it's totally worth it because we've been watching movies down here every single night. All of our shows, all of our movies are played on this screen. We've got the speakers around here. They were already here when we came in. And it's pretty darn cool. It's like a, it's a nice little setup. I don't see myself really needing to go to a movie theater again. So there's some money saved. Uh, so uh, what did we watch this week? I'd say... Cody wanted to watch Pink Panther with Steve Martin. Not the greatest of movies. I would say the best thing we watched was uh, Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story, but not absolutely my least favorite Toy Story movie. I love all the normal toys. This is like the story of Buzz Lightyear and like, it's kind of like a little bit like uh, Inception in some ways with something that happens in it, which I won't spoil here. But uh, yeah, it wasn't my favorite Toy Story movie. It didn't have the charm that the the toys do of all the the cast and crew and it wasn't tim allen voicing him i don't think uh so wasn't wasn't fantastic but we we did finish uh finally finished andor we've been watching mandalorian we watched survivor that's like our show that we watched together and anything else that we watch uh oh i watched this i've been watching some documentaries on on uh Netflix, but I'll save that for, for next week when we really get into like watch tech. Cause I'm going to start keeping track of all the things that I watch. So I can give you like a, a rating scale, like Ronnie does on his podcast of each of the things we watch without like spoiling too much. Uh, but I've just been kind of watching things here and there as I've been working, including on uh, organization. I've been doing some organizing down here in the studio. It may not look that way because as you can see back here, we still have the old love seat there. Cody wants to take that into our classroom. So I need to find a place in the storage room of doom, which is over my shoulder here to store that. And that's a little, little scary trying to find a spot for it, but it'll work. I also got into relisting or listing again on eBay this week. One day I was just, when I was just cleaning up, I'm like, Oh, I didn't mean to put this on eBay. So I took a picture of it, listed it. And then there was another item and I did that again. And then I was like on a roll and I ended up listing 14 items that day. <laughs> Because you remember before from a few months ago, I got really hardcore into listing on eBay. I was putting a bunch of stuff on there and sales were like flowing in. Once you stop listing, things stop happening. It's sort of like, it's like YouTube. If we want to take it back there again, it's like if you're actively producing content and like keeping your audience engaged, like, you know, things kind of do well when you disappear for a bit, that audience kind of trails off too, you know, because it's like, there's not, there's nothing new here. Uh, so I, and eBay to me is like, I, I tell this to my buddies, it's like um, exercising. Once you get started, it's easy to keep going. So I listed 14 items in one day and I made one sale so far and I've got watchers on other things. Uh, so that's good. Um, I'm going to keep doing that. My goal is to list one item a day. That'd be 365 items in a year. I've got Lego stuff to sell. I've got electronic stuff to sell. I've got camera equipment to sell. All of that I plan to use. I'm like, that money is going to go in my PayPal account. And I've decided any items that I buy this year, as I get more financially focused, uh, I'm going to use that money. It's almost like a trade. So like I sell something on eBay, I'm going to use the PayPal funds to get a BrickLink order that I can use to build something on a Lego or what have you. I'm going to only use the money in that account. So the only way, and this is like holding me accountable, and it's very important to hold yourself accountable, just like I say my weight here every week. I'm happy to, to announce good news. You don't like announcing bad news. I'm, always, I'm only going to use the money in that PayPal account 
when I buy things. So if I want if I want to get something, I have to make sure the money's in there. And to get money in there, I have to sell things. And to sell things, I have to list things. So you can see how it kind of flows around. So my main purpose is to get rid of things I no longer use or find value in in order to buy things that I can use and find value in. And I was thinking furthermore, after I'm done with something like in the world of Lego, say I build a set, build it up, enjoy it, look at it. Instead of putting it back in the box or putting it into a bag and storing it, why don't I just put it back on eBay and then sell it and then use that money to buy something else? I could create like a revolving door and I get rid of the worst part of collecting and that is the actual collecting of like holding on to something, unless it's something I really love or want to put on display. I don't want things going back in the storage room to sit forever. I want parts that I can use to make cool stuff or I want to put things on display or parts to make cool things to put on display, but I don't want to store things anymore. This is not sustainable. It's not a direction that I want to go in the same way that I don't want to be a promoter to kids that uh, they should go out and consume because that is the opposite of what I want. In the world of gaming this week, I know we're kind of blasting through this. This is, you, you guys have suffered enough my nephew Landon messaged me out of the blue. I haven't talked to him in like months. He messaged me and asked me if I want to play video games. I was like, yeah, let's play some Fortnite. Clark Man wants to play some Fortnite. He wanted to play Warzone, but it was a huge download. So I was like, it's going to take all month for that to download. Let's play Fortnite. We did that, had a great time. Next day we played Warzone together, just me and him. That's a game not for Clark Man. And it was great getting to chat with him and hang out with him. And uh, I realized that I, I, as the adult, need to do more on my end to like reach out to him and see if he wants to play. I just assume as an old dude, you know, hanging out with a kid that's like 16, I just thought, you know, he has all his friends. He's got a job. He's busy. He's got stuff, you know, but you know, maybe not the case. We had a fun time together and I was like, Hey, if you want to do this again, and he wants to play rocket league. I talked to him about maybe going to Cedar point this uh, May, to, you know, miss a day of school <laughs> and uh, go out to Cedar point. I thought that'd be kind of kind of neat. So uh, I'm re reconnecting with him, and I'm gonna do a better job. I'm a terrible friend. I really am. Like I'm just a such a solo Rolo type dude and introvert that it's it's very challenging for me to reach out to other people. Like this is about as much interaction as I have with outsiders throughout the week. I can talk to a camera just fine, but like I, I'm just even my my good buddy that uh, Ryan who we we'd go to the movies with. I haven't gone to the movies with him since last May. It's been almost a year. So I'm I'm just not good at that. And I, I should do better. Uh, but and the other uh, things this week, I, there was no real rabbit hole that I went down, either YouTube or TikTok. But I will say, TikTok has been serving me with really good videos. Like their algorithm is so good. I feel like when I get on there, there's so much more enjoyable things to watch than on YouTube. Have you experienced that too? And a little dangerous being that I, well, for now, make my career on YouTube, <laughs> at least from before 30 days ago and now since this week I make my career on YouTube but it's it's kind of scary I don't know if YouTube I don't really do YouTube shorts at all I come to YouTube for like actual videos and I choose kind of what I want to watch but like the homepage for YouTube for me is just like just sucks TikTok is so good it makes me wonder though are they going to ban it I know that's a big thing that they're talking about so we'll have to see how that all pans out speaking of panning things out let's pan out these comments for listener feedback from last week uh, starting with Felix he says, just went through and counted all the missing pieces podcasts. This is number 151. Great episode, Greg. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. Um, again, I'm always going to be making these podcasts. I love making these. I'm glad to know that we're that deep into it. Next one comes from Tavern Brick. He says, thanks for the inspiration. I've taken the leap and started my own Lego podcast. This is all new to me. I continue to strive to bring good content as you do on a daily basis. Keep up the great work. Man, that's a feel-good comment of the week. Congratulations on starting one. Next comment here. We got a long one. 
And there's no apologies needed because I like the long comments. This is uh, this is covering like everything I talked about in the last episode. So perfecto. Let's go with Zero the Hero. Jaden says, uh, so funny you bring up McDonald's as a child. One time my father came into town, divorced parents, sorry to hear that. He said, gave my brothers and I 40 bucks at McDonald's to buy food. And I thought it was the most amazing event. We spent every last cent. Dude, 40 bucks at McDonald's. It used to go a long way. These days, maybe not so far. I'll get you a couple Big Macs. <laughs> maybe a drink. No, I'm just kidding. He says, the whole meal was soda plus shake plus Sunday plus those little cookie boxes they had in the early 90s. Man, I'm hungry now. He says, great cast, Greg. Have an amazing week. May come back to respond more. He did. He said, you'll know if there's that infamous edit mark. There was. He says, can you imagine your doctor playing connect the dots with your moles? Out of context, that sounds weird, but it was a topic last week. And he says, I totally agree with time. You never get it back, and I believe it has turned into an okay thing with people, employees, businesses to be late or make uh, use, uh, uh, make, make you set twiddling their thumbs. Like myself, you were probably raised to show up 15 minutes early. Being on time is very important, sir. He says, your Lego builds become motivation for myself and kiddo and really good content. I love that. Sure, I wasn't motivating you to go out and buy things. Was I Was I not being heavily commercial or promotional in my content? I, I'm not bitter. You are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But movies are a uh, break for people, I think. 60, 80, 120-minute break. Parents use them as breaks with kids. Not anymore. Now it's just an iPad. They think they will continue to be there. I think they'll continue to be there. But yes, I can see them trying to go that way, the way of TikTok. I believe that our society and this generation has lost the understanding of time. Everything is controlled to fit it as much as possible in the shortest time possible. I look at some of my kids' friends, and they cannot watch or do something all the way through. I have a 17 or a 22, 17, 15, and three-year-old. Dang, son. You got your hands full. And I can noticeably see a difference. Cub Scouts equals one step closer to Lego Car Derby. To comment or Kimberly should look on Facebook Marketplace for use Lego. Excellent suggestion. Thank you for the very long comment. Those are the ones that I live for. Next one comes from my bud, Builder Buds. It says, I appreciate the conversation about blood work. I was talking about that last week. It says, I was thinking that I hadn't had it, had one done in a bit and went ahead and got my yearly scheduled for June. I'll be interested to see how my levels look now that I'm off keto and put on a little weight. The school district I used to work at provided an awesome service where they brought in a bunch of nurses and everyone could get their blood work done at school. Wouldn't that be nice? We did our professional development day, so it was an awesome not to have to worry about scheduling time outside of work to get it done and just how convenient it was. $1,000 is completely ridiculous. Our healthcare system is so broken. Facts. I think, I think I mentioned this last week, but I think like it would be in all of the health insurance company's best interest to find a way, if any way possible, to provide these blood work diagnostic tests for people, right? Like, wouldn't it be good to know if someone has high blood pressure or high cholesterol before they have a heart attack? And you're spending thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, putting them up in a hospital and saving their life and all this. What if you found that out 20 years ago? What if, you could have saved that person's life, possibly. It's just a shame that it's our whole system is based on uh, reactions to, uh, to problems instead of preventions. It's like that with anything. When do they put a stoplight in an intersection? After 30 people collide there and get killed. That's just the way it works, unfortunately. Next one comes from KZTTYT. says, Burger King is far superior. Absolutely right. Ooh, shots fired. McDonald's audience is going to be triggered now. says, we transitioned the kiddos to BK now. Their app is way better. The points are even more amazing. You can get so much deals and savings. However, pizza trumps it all. Homemade sometimes hits a spot better than takeout. Great podcast, Greg. Well, I'm going to download the Burger King app, and we're going to see, because as you may know, Clark, man, we both love McDonald's nuggets. 
They are the jam. You're not going to find better chicken nuggets out there. But McDonald's burgers and their sandwiches, chicken sandwiches, in my opinion, kind of suck. That's just my opinion. The, the shakes are good. The sweet and sour sauce, fantastic. But that's about it for McDonald's. I'm curious to see what Burger King has to offer because their burgers are slamming. I do like their fries better too, personally. Again, that's, you know, I'm really triggering a lot of people here, I think, in this episode. And that might be the biggest trigger of all. Burger King fries or McDonald's. Ooh, shots fired. I'm going to try it out. I'll report back. Next one comes from Janelle. says, you're lucky you're healthy. I, I am, I think. She says, I have multiple issues, kidney disease, IBS, GERD, and other problems. I currently see four different specialists every three months. I have very small veins, which makes it hard to draw my blood. My grandson hates it. I make him use a dictionary to look up spellings. I make him use books for research. He can't use voice commands either. I'm very Montessori in that way. Congratulations. You're doing it right. I hope your your health improves. You should look into like, you probably looked into everything, but like I've heard people have gone on like various diets and were able to cure like their IBS. It was like a juice diet, green juice. I don't know. You probably know way more about it than I do, but... Uh, good luck with all those things, and congrats on raising a kid the right way. Next one's from Aussie Guy, repeat offender. says, great podcast, a few good laughs. I put a few pieces of Lego in front of my kids this week, and they were building custom cars. Yes! I built a little dog, and my three-year-old smashed it with his monster truck he had built. That's good news. That may seem like bad news, but that's play, and that's fun. This is work in progress. Good healthcare conversation. I'm 41. Never had a broken bone or anything wrong with me. I started getting blood tests and skin checks. Cost around $200 Australian each. Yikes. Then when I was 38, as I felt I was getting older, I, uh, wait, uh, oh, he had those when he was 38, as he felt he was getting older. So he's like the same age as me in that time. It says, uh, as soon as I hit 40, it says, I have had major surgery on a bulging disc, a calcification on my shoulder. Enjoy the last two years. Our healthcare cost 126 Australian dollars per fortnight and thus gets us cheap hospital and major surgeries, but still costs a lot. America's system sounds bad. Stay healthy. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is maybe the unpopular opinion or the popular opinion, but I feel like if you're a citizen of what they pitch as the richest country in the world and you are a productive member of society, maybe not even that, but like, I would say if you have a full-time job and you're paying for health insurance, why are you then getting a bill from the emergency room, like in our case for Clark Man, for $1,600? How? How? How's that possible? Like, we, we've we done everything you could possibly do. Why are we still paying for this? It's it's nightmarish. And that's not even like a, a massive like hospital stay or anything like that. Just brutal, dude. We could, we could cry about it all day. I don't think any changes are going to get made, though, unfortunately. Next one comes from Emil. Awesome dude. Supports us all over the place, all over our channels. Even my gaming channel. He's a trooper. He says, regarding your are movies becoming the new books question, I like to add my two cents. You can add all your dollars. He says, I feel the books and movies will always have their place in society, no matter how much the demand for shorter, term, shorter form content will grow. I combine term and form to term. Yes, the way we consume both will continue to evolve, but I doubt one medium will replace the other since they've become ingrained in our culture. Until we've invented a cyberpunk-style scenario where we'll be able to insert tiny memory disks in our brains that will enable us to download books and movies into our minds, right now there still exists a need to consume content through books, regardless of whether it's delivered as an audiobook, physical novel, or as a series of shorter-form blogs, articles, chapter-based snippets. We can say the same thing 
uh, with movies and even videos. If you want to watch a movie, you need to go to a movie theater before. Then came the advent of VHS, DVD, Blu-ray. Today we have tons of streaming services along with sites like YouTube and Vimeo where you consume movie shows and other content. TikTok could be the next evolution in our content consumption way of life. At the end of it all, and I love this, said the methods may change, but our need to tell stories and consume them will never go away. I love that. That's really what drives everything. And that's where I've been like trying to become a better storyteller. Like all of my Lego videos kind of start with a little bit of a story. It's more about the journey than it is about the destination. I think is what Emil's staying here. And I, I love that. Last and final one comes from Janelle. Uh, she says, I agree. McDonald's sucks. Wow. We're getting, getting hated on. I only go there on St. Patrick's Day for a shamrock shake. I, I messed up. Cody asked me why I didn't get a shamrock shake when we went. I was like, I forgot they even were doing it. She says, I like Wendy's better, but Five Guys, my favorite place for burgers. Mine too, but so expensive. Uh, my favorite pizza is a steak pizza from Pizza Town. I've never been to Pizza Town, but I could review it in our new channel. <laughs> now, I'm not starting a new channel, but uh, Pizza, Pretzels, Pickles, and Parks is like calling me for my future. And uh, I need to make that happen. Speaking of making things happen, I made this podcast happen. Thank you all for uh, tuning in to this here podcast. Next week, we'll go back to business as usual, I hope. Assuming no other catastrophes happen and nothing's weighing me down, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just continue with all the things that we do here. I'll see you guys all next week. Thank you for tuning in and have a glorious one.